This is The Topic is Trek, episode 125, for Friday, October 14th, 2022. Coming up in this episode, space. I need that echo. Space. Lots of space. And peanut hamper as well. All that and more right now on The Topic is Trek. Knickknack Paddywhack, Chronogami Home. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, The Topic is Trek. Engage already. Okay, orchestra, you can go home. No, don't go home because you got to play the outro at the end. So just hang around there and back, and uh, it's a, there's a, a spread over there. Smoke them if you got them. Uh, yeah, right. Are they musicians? I'm sure they will. Anyway, <laughs> hello, hello, hello. My name is Clinton. I am one of your co-hosts here on The Topic is Trek. But to be a co-host, I have to have other hosts. And so beaming in to join me from Parts Unknown, with the new hip catchphrase that all the kids will be talking about tomorrow around the water cooler, because that's what kids love to do. They love to hang around the water cooler. Yeah. Is Mr. Craig Step? Give a hoot. Don't pollute. I like the message. It's very good. <laughs> it's very dated. <laughs> not what we're looking for. Not quite what we're looking for. Uh, oh, well. And don't hey, come next... back with take a bite out of crime next week. I'm Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. That's right. And also beaming in to join us is Mr. Chuck Tomasi. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Great to have you guys here. Uh, anything exciting been up over the last couple of weeks? Uh, Non-Trek related, of course. Anything fun happened? Any trips? Any... Other falls uh, of trips any kind? coming up. Nothing. No, 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 no damaging falls. Actually, I'm surprised how how much the weather changed almost on on the clock on the when uh, fall came you know, on the 22nd. Comes in like a September. lion. Pretty yeah. much, it was like bam, it changed. That was it. Was actually like bam. It was like one of those comic book things those little bursts and it said bam and, and yeah. suddenly it was fall i, I was thinking point. more like emerald or something like that bam oh 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 yeah oh. yeah wasn't that his thing yeah. that was his thing it might still be his thing i don't know he, yeah. is he I still guarantee, a thing i, I guarantee know. well that's another oh, guy. that's next that's, week's that's, catchphrase <laughs> that's paul prudhomme right wasn't that paul justin wilson wow. no Cajun cook oh okay yeah yeah that's yeah good I job mean, craig oh boy all right. Well, we could talk about cooking all night. I could talk about setting the microwave to three <laughs> minutes on high, you know, but uh, push the really toast down. Yeah, we should. Let's talk about should. overcooking your popcorn in the microwave. <laughs> I have or the recipe. Fish at the office. Recipe you know, for ice cubes. Always that's good. Right. And we got, we are going to talk about cooking all night, apparently. But, but no, no, I think we should, we need to get to the show because we're going to talk about. A lot of things in subspace chatter, subject to uh, approval, of course. And then we're going to talk about the latest two episodes 
of Star Trek Lower Decks, and then it's time for our Warp Speed Roundtable. So let's get started, and as we always start this section, we ask for the approval of Charlie X by me saying, okay, Charlie, are we all set for subspace chatter? Unable to comply. Ooh, oh, good. He's offline at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need all that subspace chatter. And he got back online. He rebooted his like, when Charlie When yes. Charlie's offline, the cats will play, or the, <laughs> no, something like that. But sadly... <laughs> He's back. Ooh. Uh. I've got something in mind for maybe next episode that might make Charlie a little worried. So we'll. we'll oh, really? See. Yeah, oh, we'll see my. There. Indeed. All right. We'll be getting to that a bit later as well. Let's start off with uh, an article from Craig. All right. Well, the crew of the USS Cerritos is offering you, yes, you, a chance to join Starfleet by visiting the Replicate Yourself website. You can create an avatar in the Star Trek Lower Decks animation style. Rumor has it that joining the crew of the USS Cerritos is an honor and would impress even Kalis. Or Kalis. Or Kalash. I, yeah, I forget Kalesh. how you pronounce Kalis the Unforgettable. I'm oh, just... I'm sorry. You got to say it like you have marbles in your mouth. Kalash. So visit the website <laughs> now. Yeah. And we have a link to the show notes in episode 125 over at the topic is Trek.com. All right, so uh, you, we you, you, we, um, all, we all three of us did one. We did, we did with the color and uniforms we wear in person. Yeah. So that's kind of creepy. <laughs> Actually, go look at the show notes for this episode, and you'll see our picture. I'm going to do something with it tomorrow. All right, right, so we'll, you can check us no out, but you know, go to the link uh, that you'll find over on our website, and you can make your own, and, and you can share that, share that with us as well. We like, we love to see that, or what you wish you looked like if you were on the Cerritos. That's right. Because they All have right, different, Chuck. they have like different skin textures and facial yeah. features and you can really uh, go nuts. And you get accessories. You're holding the accessory, although it's weird with the, it, the oh, accessory yeah. you're holding in your hand is kind of like, if you remember color forms. Yes. Where you would just lay things on top of. <laughs> and so no matter what you are holding, oh, yeah. whether it's a rifle or a bottle or a tricorder, whatever it is you're holding, the hand is not correctly <laughs> I noticed that. set up to handle all those variants. It's just kind of odd. See me. All right, Chuck, why don't you uh, give us a sure. next story? As part of a wide ranging The Hollywood Reporter interview with Lower Decks creator Mike McMahon, he was asked if he had a bucket list of cameos he would like to make happen. He named a few Star Trek, Star Trek actors. I got to slow down. I can talk better that way. He named a few Star Trek actors he would like to work with, including TOS's George Takei and TNG's Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton, and Gates McFadden. But he also pointed to a series that hasn't seen that much attention yet on the reference-rich animated comedy. I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Enterprise, and I would love to work with as much of that cast as possible. I've been trying to figure out a respectful, cool, funny, surprising way to celebrate that show with Lower Decks. And, you know, we've had 30 episodes. We haven't gotten there yet. But sure, uh, be sure to check out the whole article to hear McMahon respond to the reaction to that controversial Brad Boimler censored shot. <clears throat> yeah, there's one that'll go down <laughs> in history. Oh, please mm -hmm. do. As yeah. well as his involvement with the Lower Decks Strange New Worlds crossover episode and more. You can, of course, find the link into the, into the article 
Wow. I think I had a skip in the record there for a second. <laughs> in the show, no, 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 no notes for episode 125 over Thank at you, Max Room. The topic is <laughs> track.com. Probably, yeah, it was the uh, worst cold read I've ever done. <laughs> it, it was interesting in the article. I hadn't really thought about it, but he was talking about one of the things he covers is the crossover episode. And he had to write some of the lines for the Strange New Worlds characters to kind of craft some of those interaction scenes. Hmm. So I'm, I, when the show premieres, I'm uh, episode premieres. I'm sure he's going to get a, a credit as one of the writers on the episode. Yeah, it's kind of like James Gunn did some writing for the characters of the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy when they were in uh, Avengers and stuff. He did a little bit of writing for his own characters. They knew how they interacted and spoke with each other. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely makes yeah, sense. Sure does. All right, next up, German brick build set company not Legos, Blue Bricks made their way into the Star Trek universe in 2020. Their second wave of products caught fans' attention this summer with construction kits for Earth's space dock, various ships, and even giant kits for the Deep Space Nine space station, a full-size Starfleet phaser, and more. Over at TrekCore.com, uh, user at Iron Kaniak. I say that three times fast. Yeah. As a review of two of the blue brick sets. So you can review, you can uh, judge for yourself these Lego like kits. It includes a uh, look at the Galileo shuttlecraft and the Rio Grande, the Rio Grande runabout. That's why the hmm. words were shifting as I was looking at them. It's, it's really weird. You can find it, the info, of course, over at uh, trekcore.com, but we also have a link for you. Just go to the show notes for episode 125 over at the topic is trek.com. Now, the big thing that happened since our last episode was a little event called the New York Comic Con. Oh, that, that little thing? Yeah, yeah, you know, and... We really didn't want to cover it because we, you know, not much is going to really happen there. Nah, but not at all. Well, see, a lot of people seem to be talking about it, so we thought we would go over it as well. Along with a Trek panel, uh, we saw new trailers drop for Prodigy, Discovery, and Picard, mm -hmm. and we're going to cover those trailers or as best we can in a short fashion. We know they've been hashed about an awful lot since Comic Con, so we just wanted to give our insights into it, just talk about each one of them for a few minutes. And uh, we're going to do them in that order, Prodigy, then Discovery, then Picard. So Chuck is going to kick things off. In the teaser trailer for the second half of the season one of Star Trek Prodigy, we get some glimpses of what is happening to the crew of the Protostar. We see them meeting with Starfleet officer with Rock Talk proudly proclaiming they want to join Starfleet. What? As you will recall, the protostar is infected with something that could bring down the Federation. So we also see indications that Admiral Janeway is having a lot of trouble catching the young crew hmm. and the protostar. Eventually, the ragtag team realizes they may never be able to join Starfleet, but believe they can still help others. Those others include a planet of what can only be described as a civilization full of knock off Star Trek characters. <laughs> I thought that was for Lower Decks. And of course, 
the Borg. There's always the Borg. Right. Season one, part two of Prodigy begins streaming in just two weeks. Two weeks. October 27th, same day as season three of that low, same day that Lower Decks ends. We're going to have more multiple shows. We're going to like be ganging yep. these things up on our show again. Oh, boy. Guess yep. what we're doing in our free time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Writing Just reviews. watching a lot of Star Trek. That's right. Life's uh, rough. Yeah. It, it was hard to really, you know, trailers of this nature, they don't have long scenes. They just nope. have little snippets of this and that in them. So you're trying to piece things together. Like at one point, I think we see the protostar looks like it's going over an ice planet or a snow yeah, planet and right. you see Off. Admiral Janeway in a, uh, and some of the, the bridge crew uh, from the Dauntless in um, heavy gear. Like they're also on the same planet chasing after the protostar, but it's, you know, you kind of like trying to mesh all those things together to have them make sense. And the one I just can't make <laughs> sense out of it all is we describe this planet full of, Star Trek knockoff characters because they're all wearing, I believe it's green. Oh, not yeah. Not quite Starfleet uniforms, <laughs> but all of them. I know. They all have the same haircut. Yeah. They all have phasers. And at one point they're shooting them up in the sky at something. And I, and I couldn't tell well, quickly. Yes, go ahead. They also made a hand gesture. Did you notice that? Yes, they did. It was, it was like, if you've seen the video, it's like the, Opposite of the Vulcan high five. We have been watching the historical <laughs> documentaries. <laughs> Greetings. Yeah, that's right. Yes, if they if they reconstructed the entire protostar or something, then we'll then we'll know if they've yeah. been watching the you know, part the one of season one. The historical documents. Uh, yeah, so I couldn't tell if they were shooting at at the protostar, whether they were doing a salute, whether they were shooting at the the Dauntless, whether they were shooting at something. I couldn't quite. It was going there, but they the embrace, whole, they embrace chaos. Yeah, the whole seems like, and of course, the the question is, well, where where does all this come from? I, you know, I don't think we're on uh, the planet from a piece of the action. I don't think that you know this is that same mm. planet because you know, le- having left behind the medical tricorder, then they they believe that that civilization would then start to develop that technology, but it. I don't know. It just seems odd that that would come from. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that's all about, but we'll find out soon enough because we have 10 episodes coming up. And uh, yeah, that's when I said we have this break after that, after uh, prodigy is over. I think there's seven weeks of no Trek, and then Picard begins after that. Oh man. I know. Imagine a whole seven weeks yeah. without Star Trek. Well, looking forward to more Star Trek, the teaser for season five of Discovery was a bit uh, light on specifics, but we got it anyway. Mm-hmm. What did we see? That Tilly, Kovic, and even Booker were back. So is the budding romance between Saru and Trina? Maybe. Uh, also, other than that, there was plenty of running and even more explosions. <laughs> And the and the same fire ports on the on the bridge. No. Oh, those sparks! They were yeah. sparking. But Burnham sums it up best by saying, "Never a dull moment when she's uh, seems to be on the hole or something like that," uh, which seems in line with what the producers are saying about the season 
that we will get, uh, but we didn't get a premiere date. So we don't really show or know exactly when it's coming. Now I did read myself that they were shooting for making this a little more of an adventure, Mm -hmm. um, a little more, I guess, lighter and more fun is what they said. So there's supposed, I think they're actually, it's almost like a, um, a treasure hunt is what they're on to try and move the story along this year. So, well, it's, it's weird because, you know, we've, obviously covered every episode of discovery since mm-hmm. it's premiered. And we always have that beginning of the season. It looks like it's going to be going one way. And then by episode three, it's starting to bog yeah. down a bit or, or not go in that direction that we were all assuming it was going to go in. Not like in a surprise twist kind of way, just kind of, it kind of goes off somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that this season, again, I don't hate the show, but I'm hoping that this season they're able to keep a focus momentum to just keep moving forward and and have each episode be a thing that you say, yeah, that was that was important to have that episode in yeah. here. Right. You know, I feel like uh, – go ahead, Chuck. No, I was just agreeing with him. Yeah, I was, I, I'll say I kind of feel like they have – a little too many characters, main characters, and there's a lot, there's too much going on. So things are kind of spread out and it doesn't seem cohesive. Well, that's, that's true too. I mean, we have the entire bridge crew for us. We have an expanded cast of additional characters. Book, you know, we, Kovic, we yada, yada, yada. Yeah. yeah Kovic and the president but, of. Well, know. like, yeah, right. Well, look at, look at TOS. They had a, uh, a large set of characters, but they focused on the main three, but, uh, you'd have episodes that focused on one character at a time, you know, or, or maybe two, you know, or, you know, it's kind of narrowed from time to time. So you got to know people a little bit more rather than, I don't know. They've had a little bit of that, but not, you know, yep. All right. And then there was the Picard trailer. Yes. And as they say, that was a lot to unpack. So I don't have specific breakdown of this because it is so, so much of everything going on in this trailer. Um, of course, we, like all trailers, you you don't know what is kind of intercut with something else and where are things happening. <laughs> I'm not even going to try with this one. There was just so much random stuff. It's like, oh, be sure to show Jordy. Be sure to show Worf. Be sure. It's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. We, we get to the, you know, we'll, we'll get to the surprise. Well, we might as well get to the surprises first. So we don't slip, you know, the, the we get to what we kind of believe is the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the screen is kind of all foggy and blue and professor Moriarty shows up. Oh yes, that's right. The same and actor, same actor. Same, yeah. Same actor, you know, same actor from the nanny is is back again. <laughs> the nanny, yeah, Daniel Davis. Uh, isn't it? Daniel Davis, yes. Uh, who was interesting because he does cameos, and I don't mean like he guest stars because this is, a, I mean, does that service cameo? And so one of the Star Trek fans had him, and he usually does stuff as the butler from the nanny because that's where people yeah. know him the best from. Right. But they had him do something as Moriarty. Talking about, I mean, it wasn't giving away secrets of the show, but just kind of like talking about the fact that, you know, kind of been kept in a box on Picard's <laughs> desk for <laughs> through the know, crash of the Enterprise D, 
Somebody actually salvaged them, apparently. Well, I figured that there must have been a salvage crew that came along and, and got, I mean, you, if there are functioning technology on the chip, you probably want to have somebody come along and clean it up. Moriarty's back, and he's yeah, I totally, pissed. Actually, I almost forgot about that scene with Bark, Barkley had the the cube at the end, and, you know, and I was like, Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I always forgot. I had to go watch that episode again. No, I remembered it. It was like I mean, I forgot about that specific part. You know, and then you figure, okay, now the trailer is over, and then we have Laura show up. Yeah, that's right. He looks like an old. He looks like an aging uh, (laughs) Brits Miner. Laura, Laura, put on a few COVID pounds. (laughs) He's very, he's very, you know, sympathetic to what was happening with Davis. Right. Oh, I don't want to, you know, make him feel bad. So they can't I'll... use Guinan's excuse. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see how they play that out because it, that could, that could be really interesting. Cause then you look at it this way. You got lore, then you got a uh, Moriarty and, and they um, are the, they then are the, the crystal entity shows villain. up because we have, yeah. you know, the, the crystal entity is off fighting the Borg. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we had, because the main enemy is uh, Vatic. Yeah, then we got Vatic, who we doesn't have a history that we're aware of. I right. mean, I, there's got to be something there. But uh, anyway, I was trying to think of if there was a what was that? I was thinking there was the third. Uh, bad, bad. They didn't show in the bad, trailer, bad. but somebody else I thought might might show up, and you'd have end up with these three legacy villains because it's the last. Potentially the last time we'll see the next gen characters together. Although, know. of course, we've had Q. I think it was Jonathan Frakes who said, eh, This isn't necessarily the last we'll see of these people. Yeah. We'll They'll see. show up yeah. on lower decks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think the implication there, of course, always in Hollywood is, you know, never say never. There um, might be a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if community got its is, we can get ours. Um, right. <laughs> But uh, right, because the topic is trick. Exactly. Yeah. So off to Greendale. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I think the point, the reason you would say that is that if suddenly there's huge reaction, then you will get renewed interest and maybe that will interest Paramount in doing another movie. Well, right? I want to see where the, I want to see where this show goes. Cause I, before I start wishing for another next gen movie i mean i'd love to see something like that i want to see what they're planning on you know I, uh what was that one guy on he was on facebook he was like how can they uh oh crap i forget what what it was he said something i was like how can you even know they hadn't even shown the show yet <laughs> you know yeah uh, i mean we're all speculating on an see, awful lot of this stuff yeah i want to see where it goes although i was intrigued by the quick things i saw even warps uh i don't know if it was a joke or he was being serious i don't think it's i don't think it's a joke because yeah. um, he he says he's a pacifist yeah and later on i prefer pacifism pacifism it, it, it <laughs> appears that, like that. it's easy for you to say <laughs> um it appears that he's commenting about raffi saying i used to be like her full of rage so, which is very odd because <clears throat> I'm thinking, oh, it's like Rutherford's story all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't think it was a joke. I think that I, I love Riker's reaction to it, though. Oh, well, great, we're all going to die. But 
Speaking of that part of it, we've had one of the showrunners, Terry Metalla, saying eh, oh. safety is not guaranteed for oh. any of these people. Here is what I, I'm sorry. Here's what I would. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. That was that okay. was it. Just like they, somebody may die. All right. So this is what I was uh, thinking of. All right. So you got Lore. You got Moriarty. What about? Uh, uh, well, you got to do Stella, something that's part of Stella, our up- um, from uh, you know uh, Tasha uh, Tasha, or, um, you know the the Romulan version yes. of Tasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> one guy, this is what one guy said. I think this is a huge missed opportunity. I was like, "How do you know the show isn't out yet?" You know, they that might be the third villain, but along with um, Vinick. Well, yeah, speculation is, is, you know, it's like opinions. Everybody's got one or two or three. Um, Right. But I have to laugh because I was, when I was gathering articles up, I read two articles, one where, and we we actually mentioned in, in, in the show here, is that when the Hollywood Reporter asked Mike McMahon, you know, who would you like to work with? And he's throwing out names. And of course he's, yeah. that's what he talks about the enterprise crew, but he also says, you know, like George Takei. Well, clearly he had already done that. We did it in this <laughs> episode. That, right. So one. by the time that interview was done, he had, that was like six months ago, he had done that. So, okay. That's a red herring thrown in there. Yeah. And an article that was in reference to, I think it was two episodes ago of Lower Decks. They said, oh, Lower Decks misses great opportunity. You know, they, they could have done something and they didn't bother because they don't care. They could have set up Section 31. I'm going, if you just waited, <laughs> if you just waited. Yeah, right? that's why yeah. you can't speculate too much about this stuff. You know, know, the trailers are what the trailers are. Yeah. But we do see things. We see that uh, we see the, the La Serena is least there at, in free cloud park someplace, which I think is where we Rafi is mm-hmm. uh, on free cloud. She's like uh, the actress talked about investigating the underbelly of the Federation and free cloud seems to be a pretty good place to do that. Of course, free cloud is also where her son is or was. Who so I don't know whether seen. that's going to get. Who we haven't seen, but once. Right. So this is another opportunity to do that. We also get to see, we get to see one of Jordy's offspring on the bridge, but at least one other um, is in the episode because um, uh, uh, M- Micah is playing daughter. is one of Jordy's daughters as well on the show. So we get to see some of that. I thought, that also you, I thought like, we got a glimpse of both of them. Did I don't think I don't think we got to see her in that. I, well, because I, I think it was the other. Uh, one's on the bridge, right? One's one's in the the back end of the enterprise. One's caught in the transporter buffer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> oh. Do <laughs> soon. Dyson beer. They landed on it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I when I saw that comment about um, uh, Sela, the uh, Tashiar's offspring, yeah. I was like, oh. Well, that would be the three legacy villains. And then you got, I thought maybe there's some kind of conspiracy. I don't know. I was just thinking out loud, but I thought that would be kind of interesting because then since it's their last outing, 
throw everything at them, you know, and, and the pack lids and the pack. Yeah. yeah. Get them out too. We are in the sequel. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're in stupid movie. <laughs> you are not the Picard. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that's just about. Got my SAG card. <laughs> <laughs> just just shows up a card that's like sagging in the middle. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. And no news out of Vulcan, Alberta. Canada. Wait, not oh, true. Wait oh, my, wait, oh, my goodness. There well, are some okay. news. Hot, so, hot off the presses. Hot off the presses, I tell you. We've got news from Vulcan, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. So there's three items. All to, right. The first one is County Council approves purchase of wireless bulk water uh, controller. Hooray. They also, they've been very busy this week. Uh, County Council makes changes to the dog uh, control bylaws. Are they, I know, Eric, this is just like amazing. Yeah. And then. There's a giant Cheeto statue that appears in rural Alberta. <laughs> and you go click the link and go look at it. That's right. That's right, Eric's. Go look at that thing. Even the even the fingers have orange on them like they're holding the Cheeto. <laughs> there's two kids standing on the side of the road going, it looks kind of dirty and obscene. <laughs> it no. doesn't seem like a downgrade from the monoliths that used to show up places. Yeah. I well, think the Egyptians at least quit while they the were aliens ahead. That, the aliens that deposit this at least have some artistic ability. <laughs> a big Centuries from now, people are going to dig that up and go, what the? Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a comment here. Oh, okay. Mr. Diane. Yeah. So the Picard plot is about a group of <laughs> supervillains coming together to... Um, foil of the good guys. Does that mean there will be an exploding shark and a and hard to get rid of the? No, this is not. This is not going to be Batman. The, yeah, right. Batman the movie. Yeah, Meanwhile, in the Hall of Injustice, when everybody's running the, around, the, the when everybody's trying to Batman movie, yeah. when everybody's trying to avoid a warp core breach and they're running around in the background, there's Batman. Some days you just can't get rid of a warp core. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you, Dan. Oh, yes, this, this is exactly what it's going to be like. Yes. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have uh, links Bomb to... Bomb repellent. That's what... We're, we're repellent. I've got my... I've got my Moriarty spray. Lore <laughs> <laughs> uh, be gone. Of, just head to Rickenback Falls. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> So I have links to additional an additional 29 stories we did not get a chance to cover. So you can find stories ranging from the original series up to uh, some news that falls outside of just one particular show. We've got franchise-wide stuff. We've got a little bit of Actors Watch. We've got uh, stories about uh, some of the latest comics and some more of the toys or collectibles coming out so be sure to check those over in the show notes for episode 125 over at the topic is trek.com all right now comes my favorite part of the show when i get to say <clears throat> goodbye charlie command functions are offline oh, oh look at there what i want to stay 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 
Hey, you got to pick pick a lane, buddy. Is, is he like <laughs> is he like not paying his bill and he's like hop, piggybacking off someone else's Wi-Fi or something? I don't. That's right. Insufficient sensor data. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Majel. All right, now it's time to head out on our main mission with some appropriate sound effects. Hmm. What did I have before? Ha ha! You are in error. Nope. We'll oh, go with Nomad. <laughs> there you go. That's okay. appropriate for this one. So I've uh, changed around the how we've got some information here in the um, for each episode. So Chuck, I'm going to have you read the first one. Just you can cover through the part where we have the trivia thing, and the rest of it is kind of our just general show notes. Sure. So Star Trek Lower Decks season three, episode seven, premiered a week ago, October sixth. Titled A Mathematically Perfect Redemption, written by Anne Kim. And uh, any background info on the writers? Yes, it was directed by Jason <laughs> Zurek. And any background info on the directors? Oh, those are the uh, editor's notes that were left Actually, in. I think we've covered information on both of them before anyway. So. See episodes 1 through 124 over at the topic is track. <laughs> we need yeah. to wiki about Dot com. You know, right. To start putting some links of our own in here. You can ask for permissions to search our old show notes. <laughs> <laughs> So the short plot synopsis is a wayward Starfleet ensign struggles to find a path to redemption. And uh, this is the first episode not to have the standard opening title sequence. Yes. I noticed that. Yes. We had a minor actually, key version of the sequence. Actually, I even backed up the entrance, the beginning again. So did I, did I miss the beginning? No. Did I, I like, click skip intro? Whoops. I like, Previously I like on Lower Decks is what you started well, out with. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I like watching the intros. For the most part, especially in newer shows. I mean, TNG, I mean, come on. We've seen it a million times, but Lower Deck, well, I kind of want to watch it. I like it. It gets me in the mood for the show. Yeah. I, I There are times when I do skip it because it's like I'm trying to do notes and I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they, 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 okay. Let's pass that part. Well, uh, but, but the, my first viewing, eight, I watch it. Yeah. I was going to say the f- episode one of whatever season of Lower Decks, you have to watch it. Mm hmm. <laughs> because that crowded scene gets more crowded yeah. every time. I can't. I can't wait to their final season. It's going to have like everything crammed into the frame. I'd be interested to go back and and look to see if they're slowly panning that camera back a bit more when they get to the Cerritos mm. leaving. Because I know there's a lot of blank space that you see before the Cerritos is completely gone. I'm thinking. There's a lot of room there for more yeah. ships. I suspect that <laughs> you're I, already I suspect, drawing them in, in your mind. <laughs> I suspect everything's in the right in the same place. Uh, but I would be interested in seeing that too, because I'm not sure I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh there is a video you can watch where somebody Oh yeah. I think they I think they have them all on the screen at the same time. So if you, you thought see, about it, somebody else thought about making a video. It's about like it. color forms, they just keep sticking more vinyl patches onto that thing. Yeah. All right, we the uh, the wayward Starfleet ensign we are referring to here is, of course, Peanut Hamper, the Exocomp, <laughs> the Exocomp, and this was an episode that I didn't I didn't see coming. I I know that nope. this may be the episode that Tani Newsom was referring to when she said there was one episode this season that focused on a really minor character, and it's all about that character. I'm guessing it was this one because Probably. we barely see the crew of the Cerritos in this episode. I think Rutherford yeah. has a line and it's in the flashback portion. 
Yeah, towards the end you see him, but yeah. See Captain Freeman a couple of times, and uh, um, yeah, a couple of other uh, other characters. Yeah. Um, Well, it's interesting. You see Shax, Tendy, um, and at the end of the episode, Peanut Hamper. Well, the beginning of the episode, Peanut Hamper has seen the explosion on the Packled ship, which of course that's where. Shax died and yeah. Rutherford hey. was injured. And so by the way, that... you can you can hear him yell in the distance. That's right. In, apparently <laughs> in space, you can't hear Shax yell. <laughs> um, but she even comments, oh, you know, you know, he died. He beams in. She's looking, well, it's looking right at him and doesn't even comment about how are you still here? You died. <laughs> Even oh. Rutherford started wondering about that when he saw him again. <laughs> yeah, right. So very, very strange. But this whole, this whole episode, you get to we we reestablish what a jerk, what a complete jerk, Peanut <laughs> Hamper is. Yes, that's uh, what so, I was thinking the whole time I was watching it. What a jerk! Sophia gets to be the first victim of this. Um, Peanut Hamper does her own version of having Wilson, the the soccer ball. Oh, Sophie. Yeah, but Sophie just in a little piece of equipment. And as soon as Peanut Hamper has to get away, she goes, sorry, we're only room for one because she's yeah. built this. And she just tosses her into the shredder and off, yeah. off Peanut Hamper goes. That's right. And finds herself on a, a planet, uh, the planet... Uh, Area, yeah, I feel like I feel like a Boimler every time I, I try to say, you say sound this like Boimler thing. trying to air, 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 uh, uh, that air, place, yeah, <laughs> the, the bird planet. That's right, the bird planet. Does everything and, fly here? Yeah, yeah. yeah so why so if everything skies? flies, why would you call them sky snakes and not just snakes? Yes, that was kind of funny because they weren't but, sky goats. <laughs> But but Peanut Hamper is like a complete jerk to everyone on this planet as well. And then slowly you get to see her start to evolve her opinion, change her attitude, have sex with a bird. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. Get get on the verge of being married. You know, all the kids are like happy to see her. She's happy to see them. And I don't know. I I was sad or glad to say, you know, based on how you want to view it, that I was getting sucked into, well, maybe this is indeed redemption. Right. Find out. Nope. Not even close. Uh, Yeah. Not once, but twice at the end. Like, oh, so you're a jerk. And then you're a jerk about again. I, I, I really, I really did not enjoy this episode. I found I was laboring to get through it going, there's there's a well, couple of funny lines and that was it. Maybe it was the lack of the regular cast, but I, I this was I kind of like among yeah, the lowest I've it, ever seen. She was there like six looked like about six months because uh, they showed the montage with the timeline mm-hmm. or the uh, the um um oh yeah the seasons rolling by yeah the season rolled by you see the snow come and then it's spring and they're having a mar- wedding. I was like okay, I was kind of getting into it towards the end. I was like. Peanut Hamper is just going to be a jerk the whole time. And that's what, that was the twist. <laughs> that was the twist. Yeah. 
twist was already new. <laughs> Apparently, you can't change an EPSA comp. You can take you can take the comp out of the EXO, but yeah. you can't take the EXO out of the comp or something. <laughs> I'm not not sure how that actually yes. works as a phrase, but uh, yeah, because she rats out that this planet has tech and rats it out to the people she was fleeing from who come and try to take it. And then she tries, we get, we get one of two echoes of this call to action that we see at the beginning of the episode in the flashback where, you know, peanut hamper is the one who can save the day. And she refuses the first time, yeah. but this time she's, oh, I'm, I can do this. I can, I can make this happen. And it was all just a cover to get herself in back in good with, with Starfleet. Yeah. Right. Which uh, I, I which like she even ditched that again. Yeah. I like the episode in that it was unexpected and you run the risk of going stale. If it's always going to follow a certain pattern, you've got to. Th- throw things you gotta you know mix it up somehow at some point along the way and having an episode based on a minor character from one episode who wasn't even the focus of that episode yep and take that and make that the focus and the your main characters are just bit players in it it's hard to shift things more than that i mean the only way you can shift it more is to just never see the crew of the cerritos Right. right right um but you know barring that so I I appreciated it for what it was. It was just a chance to break the norm. And, that it did. And be able to say, like, you may think you know what happens in every episode of Lower Decks, yeah. but were you seeing this one coming? Well, it really strung me along. I was like, I was kind of into the story going, okay, okay. Now they're starting to, she's starting to warm up to, um, uh, to this race. Oh, I didn't see the romance. All right. Yeah, I saw the romance coming, and I didn't see their interaction coming right at first. But it's like, okay, we're doing that. And then, um, but I liked the whole thing until towards the end. I went, oh, I have been strung along for sure. For, for well, one real. thing I thought it felt a little loose ended was when we first meet Rada, the the son of Kaltoris. Uh, he has another woman there that looks mm-hmm. like it's his betrothed or some yeah. significant person. And yeah. then Peanut Hamper kind of comes in and you never hear or see from that woman again. I was expecting a scorn from that woman so bad. Yeah, like, where did that go? You know, she just kind of disappeared and you never see her again. It was, uh, but I just, I don't know. I, the, usually when I watch this show, there's three or four lines in there that have me laughing out loud. Even when I'm by myself, which is, you know, usually you laugh a lot more with other people. It's just kind of a known fact of nature. And, and to get me to laugh out loud, you know, I'm not even, Donna's in the other room and I'm watching TV and I'll bust a gut on a couple of lines. There weren't any in this one. And I was really disappointed. Oh, come on. When they went to do the wedding and he said, we have come to roost today. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Or this is for the flock. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was funny. I, I, I know. I left, I left it. I left it. Sky Snake. Why do you call it a Sky Snake? <laughs> yeah, that's about the only memorable line I have. It was like, okay, Wait, that made just logical sense. Wait, wouldn't yeah. ever, would it just be a regular snake? Because everything flies. <laughs> yeah. And we also have two Deep Space Nine voices in this yes. episode. 
We have J.G. Hertzler, who plays the Drukmani captain on the ship. Not sounding quite like him. There are places you can recognize the voice and places where Little he's bit. disguising it pretty well. And Jeffrey Combs, back as Agamus. He's been in every Star Trek, except for Picard. He not been in Picard yet. Yet. That we know yeah. of. Yeah, well, they might cram him in there, too. He's no, he wasn't in TOS or the animated series. He's going to play B4. Um, is um, is it your guess that since we're building up this crew of people that are stuck at the Daystrom Institute, that that's going to come back? Oh, yes. At some point? You know it. You know it. Come on. You know it. Because we've of got two now. I figure room for that. We'll also have all the other evil ones, including still the CBSI. I was hoping the CBSI had changed to the Paramount <laughs> logo. <laughs> Right. I did look for that one because we recognized it before, you know, uh, but he was, uh, uh, peanut Hepper was talking to the one on the other side instead of Agamus. So, um, I was like, okay, yeah, they're going to do something with this. There's, there's no way they showed us this twice and we're not right. going to see it again. I mean, we saw that one coming as soon as we saw where she was, but it was going for a little while. I'm going, well, maybe it's a different room. And all of a sudden the light yeah. just comes on in there. Yeah. So, Oh, we can do some evil things together. Maniacal laugh, maniacal yeah. laugh. Well, actually, it was it. Well, it it was the what did I say the the wall of uh, mega maniacal uh, AI bots or whatever. I can't remember the whole. What it so said. is M five in there someplace? It's M five doesn't seem like it would fit. It into looked the like windows. a lot of desk side PCs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that was also. I thought that oh. was mildly humorous. Was that dialogue in the back? I was like, okay, you shut up now. You're just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. It was the self aware mega maniacal computer storage. Yeah, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Come on, Clint. Well, maybe you know maybe the maybe the bins are like the bins you have at the post office. Like they're in the small mail slot bins, and then for like M five, there's the much bigger size binge you have someplace else. Yeah, on the other, it's on the other aisle. You wouldn't hear oh, much yeah. from M five except that. Yes, exactly. So. Right. Could be there. Could be there. All right. It's time. It's time to rate the episode. And what scale are we going to rate it on? Sky snakes. Sky snakes. <laughs> I had that Sky one written snakes. down during the episode. I already knew what my yeah. rating was going to be. <laughs> uh, Sky snakes. All right. That's right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have, let's have uh, Craig go first this time. I am going to give it a seven and a half because it wasn't my favorite episode, but there, I liked it because it was out of the norm. Uh, you know, we had no intro and they were setting it up where it looked like it's going to be a special journey. And of course I, again, I did feel like I was strung along towards when I got to the end, but so I'll give it a seven and a half. Okay. Uh, I'm going to rate it a little bit lower. I'm going to give it a seven, but pretty much for the same reasons that you gave that it was a break that you didn't see coming necessarily but it worked for me in that fact that it was just odd it was just out of the ordinary yeah and also i did like the fact that i was like i said i was a sucker for it i thought that we were getting a redemption i mean the name of the episode is a mathematically perfect redemption Mm -hmm. and nope i was sucked in i wasn't right which actually 
uh, a mathematically perfect name came up, and I went, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> that's the, that should have been the title." Right. Isn't and that where they got the you, name Jack? peanut hamper from? A mathematically perfect name? I no, guess that's so. what Agamemnon said at the end. Oh, okay. He said, "He said oh, that's a perfectly mathematical name." Anyway, I rate it. That's not what Samuel, that's not what Agamemnon sounds like, by the way. Yeah, four <laughs> sky snakes. Four sky four? snakes it just was not oh, for me. I, I was can't in, tell if that's your lowest score ever for an episode. Uh, four, yes, decks. for lower decks, yes, it is. Oh, for sure it is. I can look at it, especially season three. I got them all written down here. Are you listening? Listen to Dan. <laughs> Craig, sure, is, yeah. Craig is taking up the mantle. Send email yeah, to Craig gonna, to get your ratings. Gonna, yeah, she's going to send us a link to a spreadsheet in a minute. All right. It's time then to move on to our second episode to cover. Uh, do you want to run us through this one, Craig? And again, sure. just go through the uh, trivia thing. Got it. Um. So, uh, season three, episode eight. This is Crisis Point Two, Paradoxus, written by Ben Rogers, directed by Michael Mullen. Uh, any background? Oh, I'm not supposed to read that again. No. Uh, short, <laughs> short, <laughs> short. You can. And again, I think I think Michael Mullen is another one that we've actually covered already. So we, I need yeah. to put some hot. He, he says surprisedly here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so the short synopsis is Boimler's holodeck movie sequel. Tries to live up to the original. Uh, and um, so the, the trivia. trivia is the, the planet Tescatoria, Tescatory uh, 9 is named after Shax's voice actor, Fred. I'm, I'm not saying his name right. I know I'm not. Tetascore. Tetascore, yeah. I, we did see, uh, was it Shatnoria? Yeah, Shat- yep. I didn't put that as in his trivia because that was kind of like obvious. I mean, Shatnari, it was an obvious. Yeah. Shatner you know, reference yeah. to Shatner, whereas this one was kind of like, uh, it's just like a fun piece of trivia that that's where this that, one that unloaded movie. the references. It was like collect them all edition. Oh, golly. Jeez, yeah. we, we have a plot going on, which seems to be rambling at the beginning about what's happening, because the setup is that Boimler has now done his own holodeck movie. Yeah. And he's because last season, previously we had the one with uh, that Mariner had done. Um, And so he's going to do his own and it's going to be cool and it's going to be all these things and it's going to be just as good as the original, but different and all this stuff. And it's this rambling plot about the shipping attacked and every, you know, the, the, the Wayfarer commanded by not Brad Boimler, but uh, Bociferous uh, Dagger. Dagger. Yeah, Captain Dagger. <laughs> yeah. Comes along and rescues the day and the and the Romulans are involved and they've got this time thing. And it, it's it's just, it goes everywhere and it doesn't seem to be making a lot of sense. And yeah. Every, you know, especially Mariner's like, what, 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 what is this thing right. that's going on here? Um, you you did not have to be a huge Star Trek fan to start spotting references almost immediately. Yeah, this this episode oh, yeah. is peppered with them throughout. I mean, right off the get go, the the logo for the movie, uh, <laughs> the Holodeck movie, is the Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan uh, look to it. Uh, we have the classic, you know, the 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 ship coming in to save the day. 
just like the Enterprise. And, and you could hear Wrath of Khan music as as oh, the yeah, Wayfarer is coming in. I'm like, yeah, oh, you've like got hint. to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, it had a little hint to it. Yeah, that's right. I wrote down that we have, I could find references to all but all but two of the prime timeline movies. And we have overall reference to the Kelvin verse, or at least probably can tell just an overall reference to it. So I found <clears throat> for Star Trek, the motion picture, of course we have Katia, which is, which is covered up some of the letters of Kitty Hawk, the right flyer, covering up the letters of Void, V'ger and Voyager. Right. Yeah. And then that Star was a that was a fun reveal because by that point you're going, all right, how many more movies can I grab into this thing? <laughs> yeah. So we have a in for Star Trek Two, of course, we have the title sequence. We also have that screen that's the top secret with the Federation logo behind it, which is the beginning of Carol Marcus's presentation. Yes. And <laughs> Rutherford goes, oh, these graphics are mind blowing. And then he goes, yeah. Rutherford. <laughs> yeah. And we have that's right. That was the, funny. The um the lab looks like the lab and the what people regular are wearing one. are the same as regular ones. They even, yeah, yeah they styled the monitors the same way. <laughs> yeah. For Star Trek Three, we have we're past spoiler alert at this point. We have the resurrection of Thomas Boimler from the photon <laughs> torpedo canister. <laughs> right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Star Trek Four, we have the important octopus ancestor who's going to be you know killed. In the aquarium, so that in the future, so we find out why that octopus is so important. Like the whales, why are the whales are so important? And then we have the punk with the boombox. <laughs> because of the of great course. algae crisis. <laughs> I know. I was looking for that. Which yeah. I checked. Uh, I checked actually with uh, Kirk Thatcher today, and and made him aware apparently of the fact that the punk with the boombox was in this. You made him of aware Lodex. of that. Yeah, he said. I I because I, I said. You were you were just well. Your character was just in lower decks, unless it was you. And he went, "What? No, it wasn't me. What was this?" No. Oh. So I sent oh, the wow. screen capture. He says, "He says, oh, that's fun, but no, not me." Hey, by the way, speaking of him, uh, he was in. Um, it, I know this is a side on uh, Marvel's uh, uh, Werewolf by Midnight, mm-hmm. which is a, a a special episode of some uh, monster character. Uh, you know your classic monster characters that you, you know, like the werewolf and the, they have monster hunters. He was one of the monster hunters cool. in that episode. Yeah. He actually did a really, had a really good job. Okay. Back to your list. Star Trek five. Yeah. Okay, back, back. I just wanted to throw that the out fifth there. Day of Star to, Trek. My true love hey, gave to me. I wanted to throw that out there in case anybody was curious to see him actually acting, you know, uh, doing something besides yeah, yeah. carrying yeah, a well, boom box. He, you know, he was, uh, he was production on Star Trek four. Yes. So he just kind of did that little bit, but yeah, he's, he's he had some acting gigs. Uh, for Star Trek uh, Five, we have the the false god <laughs> that Boimler goes to to ask the, the important question. In this case, it's not why does God need a starship? <laughs> and I love his answers. The purpose of life is a life yeah. of purpose. What? What? Yeah. Life yeah. without is, trust like, is a river without you're, water. You're spitting out those poster motivational sayings. Life is <laughs> like a cup of tea. It's all in how you steep the water. It's, it. it's better when it's hot. Not, yeah. <laughs> and it was on the planet Chat Chatnaria. Hey, Chetnaria. I actually had to I saw the title and I was trying to read the name. Oh, I had to back it up and went, 
Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Sh- Shetanari. Shetana- yeah, Shetanari. Um, Shet- so it's yeah, it's a comment. Anyway, uh, for Star Trek Six, I had the scene with Tiana getting phasered. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of the um, scene in um, the, when they when they get to the conference and try to stop the, the right. conference from being I mean, right. So we have I'm that going that. on. Don't- don't that burnt fur smell. Yeah. Don't bull bleep a uh, bull bleeper. <laughs> so Star Trek, Star Trek Generations. Of course, we have Kirk's house. Yeah, you. I mean, you see, from, you see the, the stables, yep. but if you look up in the corner, up on the hill, you see the actual house back there. I well, the mailbox that. said Kirk on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that could be his address, but it wouldn't necessarily be a reference to that particular location. Right. And Boimler even talks about mentions the nexus in the scene yes yes then for star trek first contact we have the whole the plot to go back in time and reshape history and you know do all that kind of shenanigans well you know what i would also add in there not necessarily first contact but um with um generations you know they had the the Dura sisters, right? But so we there have were the, three Romulan sisters. We have the 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 Melponar triplets. Triplets, excuse me. Yes. So uh, that's kind of a nod, I think, to uh, the Duras sisters. And it, for Star Trek Nemesis, the the Romulan bomb that ends up uh, on the ship is designed the same as the movie's uh, Thalon generator. Yes. So it has the same look to it. And then for the Kelvin verse, again overall kelvin verse there was the reference to oh what are we going to have a universe where you know other younger people are playing our parts <laughs> right um and the the gravis cycle which i didn't get a close close enough look at to figure out the gravis cycle that they're using in that chase sequence which i couldn't tell if that was I kind of look like the police cop thing yeah, that's so that would be kelvin verse yeah, as well yeah so there's another another bit that oh, I got yeah. off of Memory Alpha today. It said, Mariner references a time travel plot which involves the assassination of John F. Kennedy. This is a direct reference to the scrapped plot of the initial sequel to Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, in which the Klingons would travel back in time to thwart the assassination, leaving the crew of the Enterprise to set things right. What? Yeah. I never uh, heard about this alternate path me. for Star Trek III. Yeah, that's a new one on me. Huh. Well, I'm sure all that went out the window when when goes, Nimoy says, no, nah, never mind. I want to stay in this here. And oh, yeah. well, so much for that. Tendi unwittingly lives. describes no, the it, alternate it reality. Tendi unwittingly describes the alternate reality for the second time following reflections. But, yep. Wow. So that's what she says about the you know, you know, cinem- cinematic chemistry between Kirk and Spock. Um, Do you so remember- those, are only, those are our only new Kelvin first things we're going to get right now apparently are references on lower decks so clinton do you did you have you heard about the jfk thing here I, I i may have ages ago to me it almost sounded like something you would be kicking around from the gary seven kind of days because uh, yeah. when that was going to be its own series and it's set in that timeline i figured that would be an easy enough plot oh, to do right that that, that's why they were they were going to spin they were considering spinning it off yeah that was that was a backdoor right. pilot that never turn into a series yeah <laughs> there there were some really good uh good lines in here you know, looks like they're heading for tennis score nine a favorite place of black market weapons dealers 
They're probably trying to buy a Walerian deuterium to power the chronograsmic oh matrix. <laughs> yeah, Doc, you really want to avoid that Wait. many made-up words in a row. <laughs> I, w- I want to know how many times you had to uh, rewind that and then uh, to write it all down, Chuck. Um, it's on memory alpha. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. That was uh, uh, Dr. or Professor Gibson. Um, the the love interest that Boimler yeah. when he's gotten when he's gotten some news that we don't know what the news is yet, but he gets that news, he just like no, he's all business. Let's just get through this whole thing and just blows her yeah. off completely. And she's like, "Won't you stay?" Nah. The, the other line, another one that made me laugh out loud was "Intruder, capture the non-believer." Don't touch me. You characters don't even have names. You know nothing of our ways. Acolyte two, throw her in the brig. <laughs> Right. You don't even have names. I like (laughs) to. And there's always knickknack. Knickknack. I've never stopped believing in you, purple head. I love you. I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you too, buddy. Let's go. Okay, oh, there's, there's your romance. There we go. How about his reveal? Knickknack. There was another name. They call it Knapsack at one point. So we had another Magatu moment. Well, how about his reveal at the end? That's right. Yeah. He stood up. this big creature. Yeah. yeah. And there's the act three reveal. <laughs> That's right. Like, I love how they broke the wall so many times in this one. Yeah. So I will. But act three reveals. Hey, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we have. Captain Hikaru Sulu show up. And the horse is going to bite you now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where's he going to bite you now? What? Even, I know Boiler Boomer's like, what? And I, was, I said the same thing. I said, huh? And, oh. He's going to Brad, I've lost many friends, some heroically, yeah. some tragically. The randomness of death is merely a reflection of the unexpected joys we find in life. So if I spend my life worrying about a meaningless death, I'll never find joy. I literally just said that. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Captain Zulu. Better, I think I can live with that. Too. <laughs> yeah. I I did like the way they styled the animation. Not necessarily the animation, but they kind of gave it that feel, the cinematic feel a little bit. It had a mm-hmm. slight not glow to it, you know? Well, like yeah, they, they did the same thing with. Uh-huh. The other one, yeah, they right. change the, the aspect ratio. If you notice, there's black bars at the top and the bottom. Yeah, right. Whenever we're in the movie <laughs> section of it, they also added grain. And in one spot, if you know what they are, you remember going to the movies before they were digital. And if we wanted to know when the, the projectionist needed to know when the reel was going to change, there'd be these yeah. little like white circles that would yeah. show up. Yeah. That indicates it's about to change. At one point, one of those shows up. Yeah. You're right. That's what I was going to, that's what, that's what that I was, gonna, was. That's what I was, that's what I was going to bring up was the, the grain and the dirt, uh, you know, on the, what looked like the film. And then the, the circle popped up and went, it Oh my God. Should have had like that little back. dangling hair at one point. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh huh. I wouldn't this doubt it. The bad cut where they had to splice it back together. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a tape. <laughs> Sound goes wacky for a couple of seconds, <laughs> then back again. But that that was that was really nicely done. I, I liked it. We also got section thirty-one showing up in this. In the cliffhanger the article uh, again should have just. I hate waited. cliffhangers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the cliffhanger, and well, to me, I should have seen that one coming because I thought, what, you know. Thomas Boimler was dead. It just seemed like yes, so yes. out of left field. As, well, as soon as it they was, mentioned the, the, the cliffhanger, well, was, you're like, oh, there's something more coming. Well, Don't turn it off. Well, yet. there was so much going on in this episode 
I actually forgot that he died at for, for a little bit. And I went, Oh yeah, that's right. You know, but you know, I mean, ransom gives the news to, uh, to Beckett, uh, Mariner. And, and I'm thinking that, why did they not think the character was, in, I mean, just like, it was almost like a Tashi R moment of, I guess we just need to be done with this character. And I'm thinking that just seems so actually, you know weird. what I thought, you know what I thought? I wonder if uh, if Jack Quaid's going to be in the Section Thirty One show. <laughs> You're going to have a lower deck series. spinoff of Section Thirty One. All yeah. the things that went wrong. Although yeah, he's not right. Boimler, he do, he's not as inept. Uh, well, welcome, William. Starfleet now considers you a dead man, just the way we like it. No, but he does have the same type of questions that Brad would have. Like, is Section One secret, supposed to be like this really big secret thing? To call attention yeah. to ourselves. I mean, where this badge is advertising what we are. You could still be dead. No, no, no. I, I you know what? I like the badge. <laughs> yes, right. I could say on Section Thirty One, he's he's the one that comes into the room to report on something. They're like, ah, oh, yeah. Well, okay, let's well just up let, until this point. We we just listen to him real quick. He'll go away. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, we we don't really we know that uh, Thomas is uh, pretty much a suck up because he was clearly you know trying to get himself in good with with Riker. Yeah. So That's I don't true. know what I don't know if we'll get more of this story at some point. I'm assuming we will. Um, but Section Thirty One is not anti. Starfleet, unless there's something we don't know about going Actually, on here. That's their whole point is to protect Starfleet. Right. So I don't well, it'd be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm assuming by this point we we now realize that if it's on lower decks at some point, we're probably gonna get back to that again. Yeah. You know, it took us almost two seasons to get back to Rutherford's flashback. Yeah, just we got well, there. Just like we mentioned earlier, the megalomaniacal the maniacal robot all the computers they're coming back yeah they're coming back they're coming back (laughs) and i had been wondering um the archaeologist that was in the episode at the um the career fair Mm -hmm. the person from section 31 i couldn't pin the voice i couldn't tell if that (laughs) was supposed to be the same actress just not using it could sound like they had an accent but it just wasn't as much i'm sorry for a minute there when you said career fair i went you did you went where i thought you went (laughs) there (laughs) yes (laughs) i was like i said starfleet no those uniforms i can't even yeah (laughs) i mean i I, i'm not convinced that that i just was wondering because you don't see the person's face you know the kind of speaking in a hushed tone and I'm just wondering right. if that person was actually Section 31 and was the same person as the archaeologist. I didn't mm-hmm. get that vibe. Okay. Uh, it just seemed a bit that way. All right. Do we have any other thoughts on this episode? There was just a – just when you think they can't cram an, enough – References to Star Trek, other uh, other Star Trek iterations. Well, even Nick, they up their game. Hold my Nick even this. Nick even felt like a cross between Yoda and Jar Jar. I mean, it felt like they were reaching into other realms. Yeah, yeah. it kind of felt like the the chase between the um, the cycles and the vehicle the Romulans were in was almost like you know the Indiana Jones chase across the desert mm-hmm. with the tank and the motorcycle. Oh yeah, 
Right. So, yeah, they're, they're expanding their references at this point. All right. You had a idea in mind of what scale we should rate the previous episode on. Oh, you've got one? Chronogamies. Chronogamies. Okay. We're saying the word chronogamies an awful lot. All right. <laughs> so you know, it's like go. chrono for time. Or gummy. Yeah, we get it. Because it's we hard get to it. it's it's hard to quantify algae. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, we're gonna go in reverse order. So I believe that means we start with Chuck for your ratings. I'm giving in... this one an 8.0. Lots of 8. laughs. 0. Love the references. The storyline started out a little screwy in places, but eventually it came about, you know, with with diverging Boimler and Mariner are going off in one direction and the rest of the crew, but you know, when you finally get that news that you know boimler comes back he's clearly messed up about something and then you find out why it's like okay that that answers that thread uh so it was i i thought it was a lot of fun this is what i was looking forward to and i found it a refreshing comeback from the last episode okay what about you craig um i'm gonna say that i'm giving this one a nine because i enjoyed it immensely i actually watched it three times because it was just so much one there was so much in there yeah, uh, but I really enjoyed it. Three times. Yeah. Do you have a job? <laughs> well, it just came out today. I know it did. Well, I it did came out watch AM today. So, I, well, at five this morning when I walked the dogs, I sat there and had my coffee. I watched the episode on my phone. Then I watched it at lunch. Tripped over three curbs along the way, but he got the dogs walked. No, I didn't watch it while I walked the dog. I mean, <laughs> you said you watched it while you walked the dogs. <laughs> you got to know my routine. I walked the dogs and I sat in the garage with the door open. And now, I don't be silly. While he was walking the dog, the dog was watching the episode. So. <laughs> right. Ah. All right. I am going to give this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm wavering between an 8.5 and a 9 for this one. So I'll split the difference and do an 8.75 just to uh, <laughs> not have to debate that forever. Right. Uh, I like it an awful lot. Um, I didn't hate the previous episode. So to me, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't coming off of going, oh, Thank goodness we're back to a regular episode. I just thought that it was well-constructed that you you crammed a lot of these references in there, but you also had some character development. One thing we hadn't mentioned is that we find out that Tendi would like to be a captain someday. And so we have a little bit of that story going on as well. We get to see her perform some more, you know, her, her moves that she obviously learned in the syndicate of, you know, blowing up the tank with the cycle and then flying backwards back over it, flips yeah. over it. What, what did Shaq say something about? Remind me never to lend you my speed, sp- you know, my cycle or something. <laughs> your grab is like, yeah, remind me never to give you your grass cycle, my grab so, cycle. So I, I, a lot going on at the same time in the story itself. So I, you know, I liked it an awful lot. All right. Those are our opinions about these two latest episodes of Lower Decks. You may have your own opinions about them. If so, please feel free feel free to leave us a comment over on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the topic is Trek. We'd love to hear what you thought of either of these episodes. All right. It's time to come back from our main mission with an appropriate sound effect. Mm. Alert. 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 I, I think the, Cow was left the barn, I think, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up, shall we? No, 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 sir. Stop that. Stop that.
Get back to work over there. All right. It's time for our Warp Speed Roundtable. This time around, we're going to ask, and I think Craig has already mentioned one thing here, but the question is, what unannounced Star Trek The Next Generation guest stars are most likely to appear in Picard Season 3? So, Craig, you already talked about one, but I guess that was more what that person was saying. So that may not be what you were which, thinking would be. Well, which one? Which uh, the one? Um, With uh, Denise coming back. Oh, right. So do so, you have your own person? Yeah, I was trying to find his name, but I, I wanted to see. Uh, actually, the three people that they found that were cryogenically frozen, remember? Uh, uh, the, the end of the first, the 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 one that the um, the Romulans were involved in that. Yes, and yeah. that one guy was like, "I wonder how my stocks are doing." <laughs> yeah. I got good news and I got bad news. As as <laughs> yeah, good news, you did great, but now we don't use money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, those are the three people I want to follow up on and see what happened. No, um, so what unannounced Star Trek Next Generation guest stars? Most likely, do you think? Or most likely, can I be sure? Most likely. Um, I want to see Barkley and come up. Come okay. Out. I think that's a... Dwight Schultz good... for the win. Yeah, that would have been yeah. my, my first pick, I, too. I got to see Dwight Schultz. I mean, he, was, he wasn't like a regular character. He was on there enough, you know, that I want to see, what is he doing now? You know, I want to kind of catch up with him. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm hot and cold. I'm thinking this is most likely to happen, but I'm going to throw it out there. Just Leia Brahms. Are we going to see Leia mm. Brahms in this episode? I mean, in this, it's Jordy's wife now. Well, mm, in some places not. that is the case and, but it's not Canon. So that's in oh, some stories. Is it some fanfic they've been reading? Uh, <laughs> no, I forget what it, where it's appeared, but it, it has been out there before. So, right. So I don't know, but maybe that would be to clear, clarify the whole thing about yes or no, as far as that part goes. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. I'd, okay. What about you, Chuck? Who do you think is most likely to appear that we haven't already? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the long shot, the hundred to one horse in this race. Uh, that would be Lieutenant J, as played by Tracy Coco or T L Coco. She has been posting several times on the Star oh. Trek Cruise six page. Yes. And and it's like, you know, she was actually in a lot more things than you remember her. It's like, oh, yeah, there she was. Yeah, she oh, was yeah, like at the helm one. and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. hey, she, she wasn't a major character, but I think it'd be fun just to just have a cameo at least in here of her. Okay. It, so her character had a had an actual name that was referred Lieutenant to? Lieutenant J, the- J. A E because their hashtag is bring back Lieutenant J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got Clinton with that one. <laughs> well, if you know, as long as she hasn't changed it back to, Hey, we brought back, you know, cause then I think there's, you know, whole non-disclosure thing. She'd be having a problem with. I have, I have point. more faith that Dwight Schultz will show up as Reg Barkley, but I got to throw that one out there just from the obscure. Ah, uh, what the heck? I'll, I'll, I'll put a chip on that number. And, you know, it's, and it's odd when you think about this, because you have the situation where you're clearly going to have several callback characters that are going to be in this thing. Yep. But 
I've seen wish lists all over Twitter and so forth about people. It's 10 episodes. You've got to tell a story. Most of the time is going to be spent on the main characters. So you only have so much real estate that you're going to be able to devote to this. So you're going to get a few people, but you're not going to get everybody on your wish list. Um, Oh, interesting. We've got a listener. Dan is a good one there. Vosh. That would be interesting. Mm. Yes. And also um, she says, uh, yeah, this is, see... this is a side, side note about some other thing. Uh, w- How about seeing Vic Fontaine show up on Lower Decks? Yep. I don't see any reason why that can't happen. Oh, I He's figured a franchise out. now. <laughs> I was um, uh, thinking of Leon Rippey. Uh, the, he, he was one of the characters that they, they found, the uh, cryogenically frozen. Is he the one from Texas? No, he's actually oh. from from my hometown, Rock Hill. He's actually oh. from here. I thought it was Leon, but he talks. He had the yeah. He talked with a southern accent. And I thought I, I thought he was making some reference to Texas and about you know, big and blah blah oh. blah blah. Oh, the character may have yeah, been. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. So, same but yeah, the, same the actual actor uh, <clears throat> Leon Rippey is his name. He li- he he was from Rock Hill, and he was he was in tons of stuff. He was a very big character actor. On yeah, shows. he sure was. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching um, a video today, somebody going to all the current buildings that are still there and the locations of the Desilu studios in regards to the Andrew Griffith show. Yes. And they're also big Star Trek fans. So, of course, every once in a while they were slipping in. (laughs) And this is where, you know, this Star Trek thing happened. And you can see this was also in Star Trek. And, of course, there's the classic shot of, of Edith... Keeler and Captain Kirk walking past Floyd's barber shop uh, <laughs> in the city on the edge of forever. <laughs> Clint, uh, uh, Ronnie, keep your brother off the set. What do you mean he's in the, he's in one of the no. episodes? Wait, right? Yes. Oh, Captain, would you would you like to come in and ha- have your hair cut? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, Lieutenant, oh, oh, oh Janice, I love Sell you. Down. Can I Sell weave, down, weave your hair for you, Janice? That's right. <laughs> Sell down, Floyd. All right. Well, <laughs> that said, it's time to wow. wow. the really chamber, please. Great on that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. Uh, not as far as we could have gone, but uh, far enough. Oh, you want to go further? No. No. no stop. No. <laughs> uh, I well, can go all day. Uh, you can find me, Clinton, at Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four. Dot com new episode of my musical just came out yes. uh, two days ago when you're listening to this if you listen on Friday when it comes out so be sure to check that out you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and uh, I gotta see if my Friendster page is still up but I'm not sure all right who speaks for you guys okay. check on all the social medias absolutely <laughs> use AOL bad. keyword Technorama <laughs> podcast. Yes, right. You've got Comedy Forecast. Look, Comedy Forecast on MySpace. Anyway, so you can find Chuck and myself, Craig, over at the Technorama Podcast. Just search for Technorama Podcast. We use the same name for you know Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Patreon. So find, yeah, Patreon, where we encourage you to get on oh, on the show. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, so, so be sure to go search for us, te- just Technorama Podcast, and you'll find us. All right. Well, all that said and plugged, 
<laughs> and by the way, be sure to go visit the show notes for episode 125 hey, over Clint, at the topic is Trek. By the way, Clinton has a, a Patreon thing too. So go, go support him too. I do, but that's not for now. That's for some other time. That's all right. I figured turnaround's fair play. Let's hit the theme boys. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe. So you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at The Topic is Trek. Visit our Facebook page or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck, Craig, and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always say here on The Topic is Trek, don't, don't put, put on, on the red, red shirt. Shirt. Sure. 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 Sure.